Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to a little short drill that we're starting to do here on the Grab Lives podcast. Just want to tell you that the, the views and opinions expressed uh, in this podcast do not reflect any official view, views of the Los Angeles Fire Department. So John asked me recently, hey, is there something personal that you would like to discuss in a short drill on our platform? And I said, EMDR. It's my favorite form of therapy that I've ever done. And it stands for eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. I always forget. But the most important part of this whole thing is the reprocessing. No other tool has helped me reframe memories or reframe narratives um, about myself and my life as much as EMDR. And I once heard about EMDR um, in reference to some of the guys that were involved in the Boyd incident. And one member that was off told me that he was doing this thing where he would follow a laser um, along um, and it it helped him kind of go through um, dealing with his PTSD. And I was curious at the time, but I just, you know, put it on the shelf and I never revisited it until Leah found us a clinic to help deal with our own PTSD as a result of four pregnancy losses in just under two years. And this clinic offered me a variety of tools, um, one, of which was, one of which was hypnotherapy. Um, but out of everything, EMDR was my favorite. And, you know, I told John, hey, dude, I've been working a lot. We're moving. We've got this baby coming. I don't know if I can do a ton of research on EMDR. And he said, well, you know, a lot of our listeners like to do their own research. So perhaps if you just share your personal story with EMDR, maybe that'll be enough. So in an effort to help um, promote this amazing tool, this is my personal experience with EMDR. So as a foundation, um, what the therapist provided for me was um, some key visualization techniques. So what she wanted to accomplish in this sessions was the removal of trauma that had been stored in my body. And where we were going to put that trauma once it was removed was into a bin or a box, um, something that I could invent, something that I could visualize all of my pain and trauma going into this box and then going onto the shelf. Um, and so that was key for me. It was it was invented by me. Um, you know, I still remember it was like a cube. It was it was yellow. Um, it was about the size of a basketball. And the most important thing is that there was no way to open it. There was only a small like USB sized port for me to visualize all of my trauma going into. And then it was safely held in this bin. Um, and then the final visualization that just helped so much and it became my favorite guided meditation to do was she had me picture a safe place. And what came to mind uh, immediately was a serene forest landscape where there was um, a rock formation and it was covered in green moss and that was like sort of my throne and there was a creek um, and there was a bunch of animals and that's something that is very personal to me um, it's something i discovered in hypnotherapy was I think that I personify kindness and gentleness with someone who can interact with animals. Um, so in, in this sanctuary is what I called it in this forest, you know, it was just me. I was the only person in there. And the goal of this sanctuary 
um, is to be visited by guides, but also recharge because EMDR is draining. So one of the biggest challenges that I ever had with EMDR is just finding the catalog of memories that you're brave enough to go into. Um, you know, obviously I've, I've done memories with ultrasound rooms, which is where Lee and I discovered some really, really painful news. Um, and then also I've done work memory. So I've done pediatric full arrest. Um, I've done sort of, um, scary memories from my childhood. It's basically such a valuable tool because no matter the memory, it allows you to have this process of reframing. Um, and whenever you reframe a narrative, whenever you can zoom out and look at things from a new perspective or a, you know, a, a different lens, it's empowering and it's liberating to know that your past does not need to be carried with you wherever you go. So there is a feeling of sort of lightening the load and relieving the pressure after an EMDR session. So one of the things your therapist may do is play a metronome. And one of the first things we did before I ever moved my eyes was I would tap my thighs to the beat of the metronome. And what that does is it sort of, um, it sort of puts you into your body. So the whole goal of this is to identify where stored trauma is and then essentially remove it. Um, so listening along to the metronome and tapping my thighs and then uh, eventually evolving to moving my eyes across the room to the beat of the metronome. One of the first things you'll notice is that it's exhausting. It's so simple just to move your eyes left and right. But as you're navigating these painful memories and as you're bringing up all the details of these things that you have tried very hard to forget, uh, it does require effort and you may feel uh, fatigued. The good news is, is that in EMDR, you'll take breaks. So what we would do is I would tap on my thighs and I would move my eyes from left to right and I would just tell her what's coming up. And the first thing that comes up is when you're de you're describing all the details in the room of this memory. So you're sort of looking at like the logistics and you're kind of painting the picture. Um, and then I would just continue to speak about what my intuition was showing me and what would, what it was revealing. And then we would take a little break and it's interesting. So she would kind of focus on like one word that came up, um, for me, let's say it was forgiveness. And so when we would re-enter the space, we would, we would, um, kind of focus on that one word of forgiveness and without going into any specific memories, um, or perhaps it would serve us better if I did. So on this one pediatric full arrest, I, it was very difficult to describe everything in the room, right? Cause as a paramedic, typically we split up our jobs. So for instance, the captain would be, uh, interacting with the parents. Now in EMDR session, I had to pay attention to the parents and the energy that I felt coming off of them and the grief and the sadness. And so it is exhausting and it is challenging to go into all of the details. However, when we would take a break, I would say to her, God, I just, you know, my job is so demanding and I feel all this darkness and I feel saturated in this pain and this trauma that I have to see on a daily basis. And she'd say, okay, well, let's go back into that darkness. And as soon as we go into another session where I'm moving my eyes left to right, the darkness began to fade. And I began to see that I actually had this harmonious life. I had this, this life that was in very, it was very balanced because everything off duty was, was full of light. And what that allowed me to do was have this job. It allowed me to serve 
um, in this darkness because I had the light from within that I that I could generate in in other places outside of work. Um, and so just that just that reframing of you know what I'm I'm not living in the darkness all the time. I'm actually very strong. I'm actually very balanced, and my life is in harmony, which allows me to come and show up and serve. And it just helped break a pattern of thinking of all of these hurtful memories as limitations and you know victimization and being stuck. And that's the motivation for me with EMDR is allowing myself to look at things from a new angle and allowing a breakthrough to happen. And a lot of times those breakthroughs only come as a consequence of doing the work and being brave enough to go into something that we had shut the door on. Um, and so after this session, right, so I'm picturing all of the, the pain that I felt in this memory kind of leaving my body and going into that storage bin. And then now it's my time to go into my sanctuary and recharge. And so again, you're picking up on the details of the way that the the bugs and the trees sound, the way that the mood, the the wind in the air sounds, the way what animals are present, the sound of the creek, and you're picturing a white light come and charge your crown chakra. And it, the most interesting thing for me was the different animals that would show up. Um, for instance, one time I looked down and my arms were covered in snakes. And the beautiful part of this is I don't, I don't particularly like snakes, um, but in my sanctuary, I knew that it was a safe place where nothing could hurt me. And so I held these snakes in my arms without any fear. And for me, that was um, sort of the exclamation point on an EMDR session was here I am where, where something used to make me afraid like this memory or snakes, but here I am sitting uh, in stillness with something that I'm not showing any fear and we're just existing. And the realization that you can exist with this trauma and you can, you can find it in your body in an effort to regulate it and to store it and to make yourself whole again um, is a beautiful process. So we have learned recently that the fourth clinician at the UFLAC Center for Health and Wellness is certified in EMDR. And I just wanted to promote something that was very, very personal for me and honestly an essential tool in understanding that I have the power, I have the choice um, in order to reframe narratives and to look at memories a little differently and to lighten my load because I was entering every single space with all of my past and it's blocking me from appreciating the present moment. Um, and so I encourage you, if your therapist offers EMDR, um, or if you're at least a little bit curious, do a little bit uh, more research on it. Um, but I promise it has um, significant benefits um, when you pair it with a practice of journaling or a practice of uh, talk therapy. So thanks for tuning in and we'll talk to you soon.